the next episode of Splitting Cases with Pointy and the Moose, the podcast where we split a case of beer and chat with a friend about a topic of their choice. Who do we have here today as our guest? He's my mate, Andrew Begley. He does a lot of things. He's a multifaceted man, but he's also a podcaster himself. It, it's true, I am. And thank you, gentlemen, for the free beer. Cheers. Well, what do you? Before we get on to our topic chosen today, what's your podcast? Our podcast is uh, the very creatively titled NLSC podcast for the website that I run, the NLSC, uh, dedicated to basketball video gaming. Uh, for those who are not on the scene or aware of it, um, we could have come up with a creative name, but we didn't. We just called it the NLSC podcast, and the name kind of stuck. We've done 105 episodes now, so it might be a bit late to change the name. We but, could have uh, gone with a more creative title too, but like we split cases, so we called it. See, I like that. See, I, I, I think I think yeah. we did okay with the name. Yeah, I, I what like, we didn't get that, right yeah. was that. Hang on, there's an occupational hazard involved with the way we're presenting this, and things will get off track. Gassy? Quickly. Is it gas? Is it gassy? It could Are you be gassy? gas a lot of the time. A lot yes. of the time, it's gas. Yeah, um, we we actually <laughs> we we don't drink on the show usually. Uh, but uh, for our twenty-first episode, to because it, in twenty in twenty-one, the age of twenty-one in uh, the US, of course, is the age of being able to buy booze and whatnot. Um, we actually did have a few drinks on that show, and that was that was interesting, actually. Um, yeah, trying to get that done and record the intro and uh, and where are these guys like because we are all in the same room together. Yes. Do you record your podcast in the same room? No, I don't. See, that's the interesting thing. Talking actually being face to face with people, you know, I can't. Uh, I can't make silly faces or anything like I usually do with my well, I suppose I can, we can all laugh at it. But uh, yeah, normally I record mine on Skype yeah. because I've recorded with uh, people in uh, United States, Canada, um, Philippines, one of our staff members is from, and uh, anywhere else? No. Well, of course, Australia as well. My, my yeah. regular co host is up in Brisbane. So yeah. we uh, haven't actually met or recorded face to face but uh, we do record that every week on Skype so yes yeah, very different to actually be sitting around a table with a, do with you a device f- yeah. do you find like even over Skype you get to know them over time because I reckon mm, since absolutely. Pointy and I have been doing this podcast I feel like we know each other's rhythms a little better now after we had before but is it yeah. like that on Skype? Y- you do I mean it is harder because obviously we've got the visual cues you know we can not interrupt each other as much and you've got to trying to do a natural show as if you are in the same room when you may be miles and miles apart, as we are, it is it is harder. But at the same time, you do get that rapport. You get to know the chemistry. You get the the running jokes that you bounce off each other. As I can see with your intro, so Pointy and yeah. I are always in the same room, but I can't help but interrupt him. It's uh, it's like a, it's a nice little thing for the podcast for those people that come back. Knock knock. I don't want to answer that. Knock knock. <laughs> no. Knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting car. Interrupting cow. No! Yep. That's me. Yep. I, I knew it was coming, but it had to be done. It had to be... Someone had to take the fall. It had to be put out there, yeah. That's exactly how people, most people describe me. I knew it was coming, but, you know, it yeah. had to be done. <laughs> Wait, well, that sounds dirty, I've, isn't it? I've, 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 always, I've always said that about you, Grant. You know, from the first time I met you, um, close, close, <laughs> to a de- close to a decade ago now, I think. Or, in fact, over a decade, yes. At, at a Knights game, actually, it was. Yeah. It was I, you, like, well, okay. So, the story goes that... Mr. Bagley, like, he had a Canadian accent, and, yep. you know... He had? Well, okay, so he put one on, but if if you're 14, however old I was, and someone introduces you to a guy with a Canadian accent and says he's from Canada, what am I to believe? And I don't I, know, he kept it up the whole night! I kept it up for at least two hours and then just broke into my regular accent uh, towards the end of it. Wait, what? Yeah. 
It freaked me out pretty good. Can we get a demo of this accent? Oh, it's been so long since I did it. and um, It would have been a long time. Yeah. Or an approximation. Approximation. I, I was actually like a bad impression of one of my favorite teachers in high school. We had an exchange teacher from Vancouver. And Miss so, Hoover? No, not, not Miss Hoover from Vancouver. That would have been fantastic. Mm. But no, Mr. Spence. No. But, uh, Lame. I'm just trying to... I get how it was. It got to be, it's like it was any impression, you know, you got to do that, um, the line. Like if you do an impression of an actor, you got to do like the famous line or something. So. Say the line, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. Um, just always oh, be like, oh, Josh, take your seat now. And, oh, Grant. Hi, hi, how are you going? You're right. It yeah, has been a while. Yeah. It's, I, I can't. Uh... <laughs> and which brings us closer to our topic as well, because um, apart from the podcasting, you also have a computer repair business, which you I do, do yes. lots of things like that. It's called AB Computing. It is indeed. I don't actually do a podcast about it, but I, uh, <laughs> but I do actually do that. Um, my site, the NLSC, um, obviously running a website is using a computer, and it's it's actually kind of helped me, you know, being able oh. to being, yeah being well you, you're dealing with people for a start. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's a whole topic I'm sure we'll get into as we go on dealing with people on the internet. Um. Oh, people on the internet. Who would be a person on the internet? Yeah. Please excuse anyone listening. Yeah, unless you, you know, unless you listen to this, in which case you're wonderful. You yeah. are wonderful. You're clearly one of the chosen few. We yeah. love you. All right, so yeah, no, I did say that we're getting closer because you had a business in computers yes. and you had a podcast using computers. Something you do related to computers. Okay, what's your topic? My topic is uh, basically talking about this uh, website that I run that's uh, I took over it uh, 13 years ago now. It had been running for a few years before that. Uh, the original one of the original co-founders actually went to work on the games, one of the games, uh, NBA Live, and by EA Sports. I took over the website 13 years ago. What's the was, website? Uh, the NLSC. Yes. Uh, NLSC originally stood for NBA Live Series Center. Uh, we were the uh, number one uh, NBA Live fan site on the web. These days we cover NBA 2K by Visual Concepts, 2K Sports as well, and basketball gaming in general. So we've kind of done the orphaned uh, initials you know we are still technically historically the NBA Live Series Center but we just go by NLSC now because we've got that relationship with uh, 2K actually in the last uh, two years two of our staff members have been hired by Visual Concepts and, awesome. as, as a programmer and they've just launched 2K TV and yeah. an in-game uh, TV show they're doing all kinds of new media and everything with this um, with these games these days and he's yeah. actually been hired as a producer because he's done a lot of community-based content with our site, so and these developers are aware of us, and we've actually had them on the podcast. Uh, the executive producer of NBA Live, Sean O'Brien. That's that was cool. Very exciting to bring you know big guests, like the guy who's has the vision for the game and yeah. is overseeing the, the whole thing. Vin McCam on on the show and talked for us uh, twice. He talked for us for two hours the first time. And, oh, that's uh, awesome! Gave, nice. gave us some really good information. We actually have a break some some stories on the, the information about the game, which was huge for us and that was our uh our most listened to episode and then we had uh leftos which who was a um used to work for us on the site and he's now a programmer at the for the other game 2k mm. sports so nba 2k uh he was allowed back on the show and he talked about all the stuff that he's been working on that's really so cool. that was really cool and then that became our most listened to episode so yeah and it's so i get kind of how wherever you are in the world you can kind of like be into computers and gaming mm. But how about why NBA in Australia, and how how are you into that enough to you know be involved on that level? Um, well, I guess I got into basketball. Really got into it um, when I was about eleven or twelve, mm. and just 
I mean, that was the time that Michael Jordan was playing in at best. Yeah. And, and it was, I mean, that was really popular. Space Jam. Yeah. Basketball Space was Jam, pretty yeah. popular because I the think 90s we're was, about yeah. the same age. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I was in primary school, probably like... Primary, when... strawberry, <laughs> library. <laughs> Don't <Sorry>. be contrary. <laughs> oh, canary. Easy now. Um, yeah, when, when I was in uh, primary school... <laughs> um, probably yeah around what, I think what year five year four or something it was yeah. probably started to become quite a big thing and there was like absolutely yeah the cards were massive um, I've got a bunch of cards that are now worth nothing I've, oh, <laughs> I've got a bunch of I hope some of them are still worth something because some yeah. of them are in good nick but um but yeah, and then like I guess NBA Jam came out a couple of years before that exactly that and all, all and the games and started to get into it and I just as I got more into it I, I was more into obviously. Play. I did used to play competitively in the local league over at Royal Meadow. Yeah, and but also playing the, the games, and the games have just gotten more and more realistic through the years. Yeah, we've we've demanded it as fans that it's more represents what we see on television. The, yeah. the strategy, the, the way the players look, and they look they look look phenomenal. Yeah. these days the games uh, because of all the advances in technology. But I just got I just got into it, and then when I got on the first got on the internet back in the day, my family got it way back in the. Dark Ages of Dial-Up in 1997. <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't even Google it. It was Alta Vista was the search engine I was using. <laughs> Google was not a thing. Uh, yeah, Google was yeah, it's just a gleam in someone's eye. Um, but uh, And I should know that since I'm in computers. I should know who came up with that, shouldn't I? Oh, well, um, it's probably Johnny Google or something. <laughs> Mr. Google, okay. We'll run with that. Mr. Johnny Google. But, I uh, mean, we could Google who go- who, created who created Google, Google but I could. feel like that might explode something. I'd actually, I'd, I'd wiki it rather, just look it up on Wikipedia, strange. Um, yeah, so I just, I looked it up, the games that I was playing, and found out that uh, people had developed tools to modify them. And so because back in the day, Michael Jordan didn't appear in the games because he wanted extra money to do it. Um, you don't, this doesn't happen these days. Like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, they're in the game. It'd be in their contract. Yeah, it is these I, days. I, I guess that, at the point, it, yeah. yeah, I guess at the point Jordan signed his contract, that wasn't a thing. That he, was he had important. a very unique deal because he was yeah larger than life, larger than the game. He'd be in Space Jam though. He was in Space Jam, yeah. Ironically enough, that was my that. that was my complete entry point to any NBA in general. There's actually fewer aliens in in the real NBA. Really, fewer. <laughs> Not to say there's none, but... So, but there's still Warner Brothers characters, right? Um. Because once they got into it, you couldn't get them out. Well, sometimes the uh, sometimes you see some think the antics on the court look a bit Looney Tunes. Bill but, Murray, yeah. Bill Murray. Um, you do see him at some games, so okay. I suppose. Yeah. There you go. But uh, so my my vision, you know, is somewhat accurate. Yeah, you, you can always just go back and watch Space Jam. It's know? based yeah. on a true story. Based on yeah, more or less, you know. It's like like all movies are based on true stories. There's some liberties, a few. But... Yeah, some liberties. Okay, all right. But yeah, I found out that you could. Uh, get these tools and really properly put him in the game with all his bio data and everything like that and change the change the images do all kinds of things and just kind of got me into the scene and then I, I made my own uh, website called the NBA Live Domain or the NLD uh, and cooperated with the guys at the NLSC because we were a very uh, close-knit community still mm. are in many ways uh, but there were, there were more fan sites back in the day whereas we're, we're kind of the only major basketball gaming website on the net these days there's other Sports gaming websites like Operation Sports is one. They, they cover everything. Am I right in thinking that there was more fan sites back in the day because there was less centralised locations for people to go to for what they liked? Kind of, and, you know, it was like the whole uh, Geocities uh, bubble. Like, Geocities was... That's where I was hosted back in the day because okay. these days it's very cheap to get a domain name okay. and, and hosting. You can get a, a yeah. site pretty pretty affordable these days um, for, for shared hosting anyway. Dedicated hosting is more... 
but um, yeah, everyone's kind of had their own site to where they shared their their tips or their patches, the, the modifications for the game and everything. So I just got into that and eventually took over the NLSC when uh, Tim Tim Turner, the, one of the co-founders, he started working for EA Sports, working on NBA Live, mm. and he's he's other uh, fellows. Um, Brian and uh, Lutz, they were... Lutz? Lutz Van Hasselt, yes. The couple on the German. Tim, Hold on, Tim. what's that full name? Uh, Lutz Van Hasselt, I, I believe. Lutz Van Hasselt? Hasselt, I, Hasselt. I believe. I'm probably not saying it right. That's an awesome name. It is, and Lutz is an awesome guy too. Very funny. That's such a but, good name. Um, Lutz, awesome name. They, uh, they, they, were, you know, they were getting to be old men of 30, yeah. which, which I am now. So, uh, you're, so you're terribly So old. you're getting ready to pass... The torch down. No, I'm <laughs> you're asking. He's getting ready to pass on. <laughs> well, no, uh, no, no, no to both. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to be around in both capacities for quite a while yet. Um, they were looking to go on to do other things. They were getting a bit tired, but I'm fortunately found a good balance with my with work and hobbies and yeah. social life to keep doing it. And uh, I've got more people on the site to help me out. And I do find in general that like working on that kind of thing and just online in general is is more of an all-ages pursuit than it used to be. I think so. I think so. At some point, it's uh, it's becoming more acceptable to still game in your yeah. 30s, basically. Yeah. Most people say, well, it's that sad loser in the parent's basement. It's like, no, it's just instead of uh, fishing. So, But I do get your point about how, I guess, in the like mid to late 90s, the internet sort of was the Wild West. Like, mm. anything sort of went. It was yeah. fairly easy to chuck up a dodgy... yeah. The side with really awful gifts, exactly yeah. <laughs> that were offensive. Um, but it was like, wow, some of them still around. These, but... We'll put these crazy colors up and this weird backdrop that moves. Yeah, the, and the blue. We'll hope uh, someone doesn't have a seizure. Blue, nice blue writing on red backgrounds. Yeah, they're like design flaw one hundred one and web design. Anything uh. else, or, and vice versa. But yeah, I remember sort of getting in. Obviously, nowhere near to the extent that you did in sort of like a bit of modding. Mm. Um, like I was into uh, like. Command and Conquer yes. and Red Alert and that was pretty easy to, to mod back then yeah. like you just basically edited a text file and were like oh I'm changing the stats of this to exactly. this and, and people have made the custom maps for Doom and Duke Nukem back in the day so modding is certainly not exclusive to our community but it, it's certainly why our community has also been very PC oriented which also makes us a niche community because sports gaming isn't big on PC by the numbers we have a very dedicated it's more of a console type it is more yeah. console oriented which unfortunately you can't mod the consoles, the console versions. You can't get in the files and change them because it's yeah. on, a, on a disc. Um, well, it's on the hard drive too, but they, they encrypt them these days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I got into that and I, I took over the over the side in two thousand and one, um, which just before I turned seventeen, and, and and yeah, I've been doing it ever since and really enjoying it because it's it's taught me a lot. I'm I'm very much self taught with computers, so it's learning about web design and also all the other stuff and. The big thing is that the technical stuff is easy and posting news is easy and I've got some sources and everything and chat to the developers and all that kind of stuff. So get, creating content is easy. It, it's getting back to what we mentioned before actually is dealing with people online because we have a message board, a forum. Yeah. And, uh, and we have a very good community, I will say, but every so often you get a few bad apples that just well, that's, don't want to really play nice. And yeah, That's a broad kind of topic for this episode is running an online community. And as Pointy was saying, when you started, it was the Wild West. Every, everyone was really all for themselves. Yeah. And while people still use the internet to hide 
behind to do some pretty shitty things. Yeah. There, there is certain communities that are really strong via the internet. Uh, there is, and there's also some that are dedicated very much to negativity. So we're, we're not, I mean, we if there's something wrong with the games, we will say it. I always, yeah. but although I, or do say to people, uh, be constructive, you know, just if you, think, if you think the game sucks, don't just say it sucks. Tell, tell them why it sucks because... Yeah. I mean, again, it's the same with when we've made the, the mods for the games. People might download them and say, oh, well, this, this is shit. And you say, well, why? What's wrong with it? And they say, oh, it just, yeah. it just sucks. It's just shit. And you're saying, well, that doesn't really help me improve <laughs> what I'm trying to do. You know, uh, can you tell me, you know, you don't like this, you don't like that, whatever. So, so I always encourage people to do that and avoid the buzzwords. Cause, and there's, I actually wrote an article. I wrote a, I wrote a, um, a column every Friday, Friday 5. And one of my recent articles, I had five buzzwords that we just need to cut out, I think, as, as basketball video gaming fans. What are the five? Uh, I'm going to remember off the top of my head now. Um, and I should because it was just last week or the week before. The big one is cartoonish. If people don't like the way it looks, they say it's cartoonish. Mm. Which I hate because it's it's not... They've used it to describe both games, and both games have a different visual style for a start. Yeah. But, and of course, cartoonish... It's one of those smug, snide things that you can say to rip on the developers for what they've done with the games. Oh, it's not realistic. It's... Yeah, but you see, it's very ill-defined. Yeah, because... I actually think it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like... Well, it depends on what you're going for. I mean, NBA Jam is a, is a deliberately cartoonish take on... And for that, I do think it's appropriate, but people use it without sort of saying, okay, why do I think it? Because you look at cartoons themselves as a medium... They all have a very different look. I mean, yeah. Ren and Stimpy does not look like uh, Cinderella, no, for doesn't. example. So it's, it's an ill-defined term. So, so yeah, I mean, we have our foibles as a community, but we, yeah. we're fairly... We get along. There are some people who just uh, try too hard to be comedians sometimes, <laughs> and that you just, just like, this, ease up, don't be... <laughs> if you try to make every post funny, you know, it yeah. stops being funny. You know, that's the whole... Yeah. You know, no one has a punchline and everything. And some people just... You know they're they're there to make trouble they, and they can't deal with people in a either because they don't have the face to face interaction they just feel they can be rude and nasty to people or whether they're just whether that's just them in general yeah and and you do as an as a moderator administrator webmaster whatever fancy title I want to give myself you do have to know how to give people enough uh, you know enough rope you give them enough freedom of speech but also say okay rein it in you know that's You've yeah, too far. It's it's also quite selfish in a way to like hate that much on something that someone's giving up their own time. It, yeah, get. it's kind of like I don't know. My principle for this podcast has always been that you know, obviously, there's things that neither of us may like, or we mm. both may have different opinion on. But I don't feel that it's productive for me to come on here and talk about stuff I don't like. Yeah, but I want to come on here and talk about stuff that I do like. Which is why we get people to talk about the thing they like. Yeah, because you know, like, you, there's enough negative stuff out there. Oh, absolutely. Let's focus on like what people like because that's sort yeah. of the thing that with the internet that was meant to be great that these people are kind of shitting on. And it's it's interesting that um, you know that you say that because that's one of another thing that also that I preach to the community and I've said it on my podcast so many times. You know. Spend time enjoying what you enjoy rather than hating on what you yeah, dislike. Totally. I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah. I do not, you know, care for the musical stylings of Miley Cyrus or Justin Bieber. I'm just not in the demographic, you know. I like Party in the USA. I mean, my understanding is that they're, they're talented. They just don't have, I'm just not a fan of the sound. But the fact that they exist 
and that they're doing stuff doesn't bother me because I don't have to expose myself to anything I don't oh, yeah. want to listen to. No. Maybe, you know, at worst, Justin Bieber, he was on a couple of commercials for the NBA a couple of years ago. Well, so, but you know, no one's know, ran these music down your throat. Nobody's making exactly. it. Well, it's probably the best time ever to not have things rammed down your throat because it's not mm. like you're forced to like three TV stations or three exactly. radio yeah. stations. You can curate your entire Definitely, watching yeah. or listening experience. So... Why are you choosing to watch something or partake in something that you don't like? It's that leads me to believe that you actually do like it. And you, you like complaining. I yeah, think. They, they, they like complaining. You like it enough to stay there, but you get enjoyment out of complaining. Well, so, some people like the sound of their own voice, and I know as someone who does a podcast, I probably shouldn't um, be throwing that accusation around too easily. Hey, but, hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that they. they it really bothers some people that stuff that they don't like exists and say, oh, they shouldn't do it. I mean, I used to have that idea of, because I, as you know, Grant, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons. Um, and They can hear me nodding. Yeah. <laughs> and I still watch. And I do feel that its best days are behind it. But I still get some enjoyment out of it. And if they, want to, if they are still dedicated enough that they want to keep making those shows and trying to make people laugh and tell good stories fine anyone who's not interested can just tune out watch something else yeah it doesn't destroy what was already there no no it doesn't it really doesn't no so i i just i don't get that kind of negativity that people are just really upset that something that somebody dared to make something they didn't like or or that wasn't aimed at them in the first place Mm. you know that's (laughs) well it's like anyone saying an artist should just give up and retire and start making albums well if you don't like them don't listen to them don't listen don't buy them yeah (laughs) you liked the first two great listen to the first two don't buy the next ones or if you did buy the next one you were disappointed by it learn from that you know but i I do feel stream everything it's the whole uh indie snobbery of music and it it is you know this whole subculture applies to so many interests that people, you know, once it gets too popular, you know, we can't like it anymore. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you're not, and I feel that those people, controversial statement coming up, are never really fans of anything. They're more fans of the concept of coolness or being cutting edge. You know, yeah. They're a fan of this ideal rather than a fan of anything. And I think that's worse than, almost worse than being a fan with a sports fan. Yeah. And I, and I take my sports fanaticism very seriously. You do. Well, it's like, I think the, the worst. The, oh, the perfect example of that kind of thing is a group of two or more teenagers in JD Hi-Fi. You know, most of the time they're going around, <laughs> that sucks. Oh, you, do you hate this? That sucks. I'm like, I think I used to be that guy at some point, And now we I can't do. stand that guy. Well, I think it's something you grow out of to a certain extent, you know. But rather than saying, you know, that sucks, none of us ever said, oh, I really love that. Because it opens yourself up to someone else going, well, I don't. And, well, why does that matter? It's all about, I don't know. I think people acting online, it's almost like you need to completely re-educate them. Like, you teach a child not to be a dick to people. And, Mm. you know, here's social etiquette and here's manners. And here's everything you need to equip you to be a good person in life. And then the internet came along, yeah, and it's almost like we need to go, okay, same rules apply, let's yes. go right back to the start, you need to be a good person, you need to treat people like you want to be treated. Just because you can't see them, you know. It's just and, the same. Yeah, and I guess I would add another point to that, which is just, is it hurting anybody by existing? Like, yeah. you know, a, a version of a game is not hurting anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. arguably... Some of the comments around, you know, certain music types, maybe some of that maybe is hurting some people because it's exploiting a certain group. So there's an argument to be had that that 
is not positive, but changing yeah. a game oh, or yes. bringing out a new game is not hurting anybody in most cases. Yeah. I mean, people, if they're unhappy with it, they say, oh, I wasted my money on it, but that's that's why we try to cover the games in as much detail as possible so that yeah. people can make an informed choice to say, hey, look, well, you've got some dedicated people. you got people like myself who, because I'm running, what I'm doing with the site, um, I'm buying the games every year no matter what. I'm budgeting for them. You know, if they're not up to scratch, well, hey... You know, sometimes you see a bad movie. You know, yeah. you, you don't demand your money back just because no. the movie was bad. You've already experienced that product, I, exactly. And it's a bit different because games are more more expensive, and you do expect to get hours and hours and hours out of them. But all, all the same, but because there are the two games on the market for the, for the NBA Sims, uh, NBA Live from EA and um, NBA Two K from Visual Concepts, there's certainly that fandom rivalry there as well. That people want to have one or the other, and and NBA Live has actually had a bit of a rough time. It's, they've had a couple of games cancelled and they've, as they've been trying to rebuild and they are on their way back. But there's a lot of people saying they should just give up, they should stop. And it's, But if you don't want to buy it, uh, you've got 2K, there's an alternative. So why are you, why are you, so, con- why are you so concerned that something you're not interested in exists? You know, it's, they say, oh, the NBA should take away its licensing agreement from EA. And it's like, it's the NBA, NBA likeness agreement is not some sacred right it bestowed on a developer that's totally worthy of it is a business deal and you know as many companies that want to do it should be able to throw their hat in the ring it'd actually be interesting to have a couple more developers making well it's NBA yeah games. it's funny because so, like you'd think like i guess in most capitalist environments like more competition is it's usually good, yeah. described as a good thing because it means that it will push each product or each game in this case to strive to be better mm. so yeah it's a bit odd but it, another interesting comment that you brought up, uh, you know, in some ways it was the Wild West back in the back in the day with the internet. Uh, but at the, the same time, you, you also had the smaller communities because it was kind of the people who were really dedicated. They, the, they the, were the, the geeks of the geeks, yeah. really, I guess, what we were back in the day. Whereas these days, kind of everyone, you know, anyone who brags about not having a computer or not being online these days is, you know... They, oh, they, it's not even a consideration, really. really. But back in the day, back, back in the day... That would make you sound cool. Like I'm not one of those geeks with a computer. Now it's like you don't have the computer, or the internet. You know, well you're you're behind. You've been left behind by the world. You know, yeah. so well, this it's, it's not like, a badge of honor. It's like you can keep checking that in Carter CD, but yeah. uh, <laughs> pretty sure that's outdated but, already. I think the, the only people worse than those that brag about how many friends they've got on Facebook or how many followers on Twitter or whatever, like that matters. Well, the only people worse than that, I agree other people that brag about not having a Facebook or Twitter. It's like, well, that's not an achievement either. That just means you're less connected to brands and other things. That yeah. Because social media certainly is a useful tool used properly, just like a lot of things on the internet. So, yeah, that indie snobs. But, but it is interesting in some ways that it, it used to be the Wild West, but at the same time it was also kind of tamer because it was that refuge you know that was it, it almost was that uh, that secret club and it, it is still kind of a social club aspect to a forum and, yeah. and a gaming community but now that more people are online and it's not really seen as a uh, a socially um yeah, I, reprehensible I, thing to, i think yeah. facebook to some extent killed a lot of like message board forum activity yeah, yeah because, very much so um obviously to an extremely lesser extent to what you've been doing. Mm. Um, but I used to be the one of the moderators on the UMI forum yep. for a couple of years. And, you know, so it was obviously not about the running of the site. It was more just tracking the conversations, yeah, replying absolutely. to people. Which is, which is a vital part because that's where day-to-day... But, but yeah. back then it was 
you know, there probably wasn't that many active mm. users, but there was a pretty good community there and everyone was just really positive because yeah. they were all sort of hardcore fans. We're here because we enjoy the band. We yeah, like, like talk you know, about talking about what records were coming up, like yeah. the old records, bootlegs, all that sort of the stuff. Negativity really has permeated the internet. Um, and and um, I'm guessing both of you guys have seen Ratatouille, of course, the of Pixar course. classic. You know, there's a the uh, the critic's speech at the end where he says that negative... Uh, criticism is fun to read and to write. I think that's, you know, you can, when you want to be negative, you can say a lot more. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm describing a television show, an episode that I didn't like, I can say more about what I didn't like and rant about that than I can gush about how good it, a good episode was. Yeah. It's, well, it's it's it's, it's easy. Neg- negativity is easier to spew, I guess. What's that thing they say in in retail and in hospitality that like if someone has a good experience they'll tell one friend but if they have a bad experience they'll, they'll, they'll tell, tell ten. ten. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Why is it that as humans, especially on the internet, we do that? I guess it's a, a you know, I obviously have no background in psychology so this is very amateur psychologist. Well, if we, we pause, you go get one and then come back and we'll continue. Well, fair enough. Um, but uh, I guess it's just cathartic in a way to you know that release of you know like they say they say that swearing is very cathartic and lowers stress yeah you know I don't know if that's bullshit or not or or they think that uh, you know it's fun to to pick on people I guess there's there's certainly or or the other point is that maybe these people just aren't conscious or aware of other people at all and have no empathy. It's it's possible. I mean, uh, I think lot, that must be correct. There's a, a lot of people. Got to be correct to a certain extent because you know, like a couple of days ago, the like anonymous group or whoever you know is those people are those people. Um, they are anonymous though. Released yeah. like <laughs> thirteen thousand passwords and credit card detail sets from a variety of websites. Mm. and link that online and that is going to cause such a fucking headache for people and they said they did it for the lols I'm like how do you go to yeah, bed but I guess in those cases they justify it by knowing that you know banks or those companies are going to sort their customers out so therefore the end victim is going to be sorted out no matter what but still they don't need to think about well, how much distress those people are going to go from the no. process though. I guess it goes back again because I get it's such a great term you know to call something wild west of the internet is that outlaw justice ideal, you know, and the social justice warriors that we see a lot of, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm an, a, a lefty, a dirty lefty and everything, and I'm all for, you know... Uh, you smell like lefty. I do, yeah. Fre- freedom of speech and, and, all, and all that stuff, but at the same time, you know... Freedom of speech, but don't be a dick. Pre- pretty much, yeah, and... But some, but some people certainly take political correctness too far as well. Well, yeah, and, that's and, true. And it's, uh... We... You know... But then this political... You, cor- see, you see just arguments. I mean, the, if you want an argument, go on, on the internet. <laughs> if, if, you want, if you want to feel bad about the world, read a YouTube comment. You know, that's... <laughs> I, I kind of think it just boils down to you, you are welcome to complain about something when it is directly impacting you without your choice. Yeah. And it's impacting your life in a negative way. Complaining about something that you have chosen to do that in some cases may be free. Yes. Yeah. Is... It's a different scenario. Well, that's that's the thing. And w- with our community, because we do have that link, we have developers who check and post in our forum and, of course, come on the podcast and everything. And growing up as a gamer, 
That would have blown your mind. Absolutely. I mean, back in the day, you get, what, a magazine? You get to read about the new games yeah. as they come out. Then the internet comes, you start learning a few things. Basically, only the really big gaming media sites uh, had interviews and things like that. Mm. But now the developers, because obviously with games can be patched officially these days. Back in the day with the, the uh, console games and cartridges, you could do a second run of cartridges, fix up a breaking bug on the first run, and things now it just come straight through on the console. Yeah. To the point where it's a running joke where you turn on your console every day and it has to have done enough yep. days. But to actually have that interaction with the developers, it's really really something special and something that I enjoy. Obviously, it's good for the site you know, to get the information, get hits and everything, but I want to learn that about the games. I want to get, be yeah. able to give my feedback to the developers, which is why I say don't make that throw, sound like a tantrum throwing toddler. Yeah. When you're giving this feedback, you know, say, look, okay, this is wrong. This is what we want. We don't well, we it's like discouraging like the dialogue. This. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's almost like saying it's okay to not like things. You don't have to frame it in that context. Well, you know, just say what you don't like and why you don't like it, and that's okay. Don't make them wade through 10 paragraphs of fuck this shitty game. Yeah. Before you actually get to some useful feedback. Yeah. You know, just come right out and say, you know, this is what's wrong. This is what we want to see. This is, you know. This yeah, is what, this is what we like. Don't change this. Yeah. That's also important with video games. But and it's actually that's one of the really cool things about this has actually led to me um, going overseas. EA has flown me overseas a few times yeah. to attend conferences and play the games early, which has been again really fun to actually play cool. games in development and see how it's get an insight into the industry and how it all comes together. Um, great scoops for the site obviously so is there some stuff you would need to sign like a non-disclosure statement do have to, around do you have to yeah. do an NDA because otherwise you can just leak stuff and and people do and, and that's the other thing that I try to do with the NLSC that I think is very important for a gaming website is to be to be honest um, I like to say that we're but uh, honest with both parties the, ab- absolutely the fans yeah. and the developers absolutely yeah. you know I'm a big believer in fans not fanboys critics not haters if I have, have a creed for what I feel like the perfect gaming community should be, that would be it. You know, enjoy the game, don't be mindless fanboys. Criticize the game, don't be, you know, blithering haters. And that's that's what I try to be and and, and be honest in the feedback. Don't sugarcoat, but at the same time put it in a way that's not sounding like I'm a complete arsehole about that. Because that doesn't get you anywhere either. <laughs> and and they say, Oh, why didn't you go there and tell them, Oh, the game sucks? And I was like, Well, like, they flew me over there for three thousand dollars and <laughs> you know, and they're putting me up in a nice hotel and saying, Okay, tell us about the game. I'm going to conduct myself in a professional manner. Yeah, of course you are. This this is a hobby, but I still treat it very seriously, professionally. So I'm not going to abuse this privilege by by being a dick about it. So, you know, it's just just some people, again, that that righteous sense of outrage that most of us grow out of, I think, as we get a bit older. Yeah. I think the key message, even, even talking about, you know, getting flown over there and acting professionally and, you know, not taking advantage of the privilege you've been given it it's it's like the internet is sort of a, a modern privilege you know the fact that you can fucking talk to these people that you once could only read about so limitedly you know it's 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 so awesome that you can do yeah. these things so why be a shithead about it you know you know, I I follow Mara Wilson on Twitter. Mara Wilson, uh, do you remember she was in Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire and everything? Mrs. Doubtfire and, and uh, like 50... Mir- Mir- Miracle, Miracle on 34th Street. Street. Uh, full, from a child actress and she's recently, she's now she's a writer and she's also doing some great work with um, uh, a non-profit organization as her day job as well. You know, and 
and still with the writing and everything. And every so often, you know, somebody will she'll, she'll say somebody's linked me to an article saying, "Oh, look, look at this former child star who used to be cute, now she's really ugly." Ridiculous because she's quite a pleasant looking lady. Yeah, she's days. not bad. But um, hey, Mara. It, it's it's kind of like the whole you know. My life is not complete unless I tell this celebrity about this mean thing that somebody said about them. You know, yeah. do they really need to know that? Is that is is Mara's day not fulfilled if she doesn't hear some terrible remark about her? I mean, well, I think there are <laughs> fair few celebrities that, for good reason, just don't go on the internet. Well, don't yeah. you know? Don't go on social media and don't read the reviews because you know it can send you one of two ways. Mm. You can get a big head, or you can you know feel fucking terrible about yourself. When you just do your job, you know? So I think the takeaway to that comment is don't read the clickbait articles about <laughs> pretty, this is what happens or the five worst things blah blah did. Or, or pretty much. I mean, I, I know that there are people who are not fans of my site, for example. What, like, you know, how do they... Not become fans? How well, no, they... how do they make that clear to you? Do they well, do it in a constructive way? Sometimes, but there are people who they'll flame out of the forum. They've been unhappy for something, you know, like what's like without names, of course. But like, is there what kind of things are they unhappy? Exam- with? Yeah, example. Yeah. Well, for example, I mean, you know, as having moderated the forum before, that sometimes you've got to lay down the law and say, "Look, cut it out" or whatever. And not every and everyone believes that freedom of speech means they should be able to say anything they want, even though there's clearly posted rules that say, you know. Don't be a dick to one another. Essentially, what most rules of forums boil down to. Don't be yeah, a dick I to think that's what the Ten Commandments was for. You know, don't I'm, be. I'm pretty a sure dick. that was the unwritten Eleventh Commandment. Thou shalt not be dick. <laughs> shall not be. A, thou shall not be a dick. Yeah. So they're, they're being unhappy with that, or, or something about the sites irked them. They're not happy with the way it's run, or whatever. And so they decide, okay, I'm going to make a big fuss. You know, I'm going to make a big storm out of the door. They flame out of the forum. You know, fuck you. This is terrible. You know, go to hell. Blah blah blah. And sometimes, sometimes it's more creative than that. Not often. Um, I would say to those people, you don't like it, that's fine. Well, that's, Start your own website. That, Start, absolutely. And, and like, you know, if you don't like how something's run, that's fine. Yeah. That's your opinion. Go do something else. No one's making great, you do Great this. alternative, absolutely. What are you going to do? Start your own casino? I'd like to see that. <laughs> sure showed me. And we, we maintain a pretty good relationship with, uh, with other sites as well. Um, Again, there's some people on some of those other sites that, that they'll post nasty things, and I guess they that they think I won't see. And I, don't, I I've learned to stop going looking for negative criticism. I mean, if if anyone has anything constructive to say, they'll, they'll usually come right out and say it to me. You know, it's it's the people yeah. who, who want to really say nasty things. They'll do it where they think you can't see because, and again, they're hiding behind a keyboard and also doing it on another site. So it's, yeah. it's, it's it's just more about them, I think, than than anything that I'm doing. At least I like to think so. But do you think that? The internet creates a general lack of empathy in people in general. Like, it creates or encourages a generation of people to, to have a significant lack of empathy in their real life because they're so used to saying things in an online life that that becomes a reality to them. Well, it's, I mean, it certainly cultivates that idea online. And the guys at Penny Arcade uh, coined the term uh, gift. Um, the greater internet fuckwad theory <laughs> that basically was like um, a normal person plus uh, what was it normal person plus crowd or plus audience plus uh, anonymity equals shitcock or something basically yeah. again you can't see the other person you're hiding behind a keyboard or smartphone you know this is 2014 of course yeah so you're able to say these things and I mean there's been incidents where people have tracked people down and 
gone around and actually started a real violence yeah. over some silly arguments on the internet. But then they, they did that before the internet. It, John it, Lennon. I, I yeah. always just think of like the end of Jane's Hole and Bob. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. You know, that, that does did happen, you say, yeah. fuck Jane's Hole and Bob? <laughs> yeah. no, fucking clown shoes. <laughs> I, I think it does to a certain, a certain extent, but you, know, then you, you don't really see it much in real life. It's certainly you know, in meat space, if you will. But certainly, yeah. certainly in cyberspace, you, you do see because because there's there's no uh, there's no consequences really. Okay, yeah. so, so you get banned from a forum. So what? You know, you can just keep going and posting. You can go to YouTube because that's got to be self uh, moderated by. Well, I guess yeah. that's interesting because didn't Google change it so instead of like replying to YouTube with whatever username you chose, you actually reply with your Google Plus thing, like force everyone on Google Plus. Yeah. So when you're being a dick, you're actually not anonymous. Well, I mean, you can still put a fake name for Google Plus or a nickname. I guess or something, so, but so. like you need to go the effort of creating another account. Yeah, I think, and that's again why. Uh, I mean, Facebook has its issues with privacy and everything. That there's very controversial stuff there. But again, because you are supposed to use your real name, in theory, it should make it harder to put uh, nasty comments. I say yeah. in theory because if you go to look at any news site on Facebook. Uh, in the comments section, you will certainly see people who uh, believe they're anonymous. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and they're certainly not shy about sharing a very controversial opinion or being offensive to one another. But so there's, there's always a way to track people down, you know, if they're being incredibly abusive. And, like, you, did you read that article about the female gamer who emailed the mothers of the people who threatened to rape the her rape online. Threats. That, I mean, that was that was good. I mean, not, not the rape threats, but the fact that she actually did that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, that was... But she's like, no, you're not anonymous. You have a mother who would be horrified that you said that. Yeah, and look, she is, you know. Yeah, you know. And that's that, that's a big big thing as well. I mean, the, the internet is obviously not just for men. You know, there are, there are plenty of uh, women online these oh, days. Oh, of course. It, this was just a specific example. But, it, it still is a thing that you you do wonder whether people would say that stuff in real life. You know, the it goes really? back to what we were saying before. Some people want to spend their time hating, yeah, than, than enjoying what they actually enjoy. So to the yeah. point where you wonder, do you actually enjoy anything apart from hating? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I kind of feel like we're getting dangerously close to hating on this ourselves. <laughs> no, not at all. Maybe. Not at all. Because I think we we inherently believe that the internet as a whole and online communities like like the one that Andrew runs can be a tool for good you know it's it's like it's certain things in the wrong hands can be used for good or evil you know no no I, I think so I mean I do think the internet is a wonderful tool I think computers are fantastic that's, yeah. that's obviously I would I would have to think that being in the line of work that I am and you'd have to and doing what I do as a hobby on with the with the NLSC <laughs> But certainly some people just want to spoil the fun. And I, I guess people talk about whether the internet's made us more antisocial or anything. I'm not sure that it has. I think it's just given people a different avenue. Yeah. To, I mean, I'd hate to be a teenager these days. You know, I, I'm I, like, well, we were the first generation of teenagers yeah, that, you know... Really had that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, on I MSN guess it was more and of stuff. an optional thing to some yeah. extent at our age, whereas now it would be a... Like a necessity. Well, like Facebook and the kind of cyberbullying. Like, I would hate to, you know, I, I had my issues with, with certain people in high school, you know, who were a bit nasty to me. But, I mean, what they what they do these days, making pages to yeah. insult people and stuff like that, it's... Uh, 
It's and unfortunately they are changing the legislation. And, you know, and I mean, yeah. teenagers have a distinct lack of empathy a lot of the time as it is. Absolutely, and I think it's just a, a new, a new tool, a different way that people are doing it. They, they, they would have found a way. People yeah. will always yeah, they're, they're writing yeah. this shit on like the bathroom walls before, <laughs> and now much, they're writing yeah. it on someone's Facebook wall. People now, need now, a either way. way. It smells like shit, pretty much. All right, well, hold on. Let's let's obviously we don't want to sound like you know. We're just going. Everybody on the internet is a dick. Do you have you formed any lasting relationships through any online communities over the years? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had some falling outs with some previous staff members, including one that went really nasty. And it's one of those things I reflect on actually and think, oh, could I have handled that better? And how could I have done it? Then come to the conclusion, no, just a difficult person. Unfortunately, no matter what I did, if it wasn't what they wanted, they were just be uh, unhappy and throw tantrums yeah and once again that but comes down to personality not tool absolutely. of using it I mean I've uh, the Ben uh, Arcane who I do the podcast with every week you know yeah. formed a good rapport and I'm sure because my brother lives up in Queensland so I'm, we'll probably actually one day meet up for a beer when I yeah. go up there next time you know good guy uh, my brother from a Queensland mother um <laughs> Uh, Leftos, uh, John, Jasmine, who, who the two of them have gone to 2K uh, visual concepts in the last couple of years, you know, good friends with them. And uh, and Lutz. And, and Lutz, uh, who I've met, and Tim, who, who uh, founded the site as well. Certainly ha- have met people, and I guess being burned a couple of times, you do uh, learn to be guarded. And back in the day, I mean, my, my real name's out on the internet, so back these days I probably would have used a pseudonym. Yeah, and uh, and because I do have Andrew Egley, because I do have kind of a unique, uh, well, not a unique name, but certainly it's not the most common surname and a very common uh, first name. You know, it is it is what it is. I, I know how to protect myself and everything on, online, but well, your but yeah, first name, just... like not to reveal too much of my own identity on the internet here, your first name is my middle name. It's true. So it's kind of like I'm... Moose Andrew Goose. I remember having that, this conversation with you and trying to guess your middle name because you said it, it started with A. And I, I, guess, I guessed everyone except the obvious, my own. Is that on purpose? No, that was, that was just... Well, we might have had a few beers by that time of the evening, so I might, have been, <laughs> might not have been thinking very clearly. But, That's true. But, you know, it certainly it has been a positive experience. I mean, you, you can't say it's been terrible when you've had those, these free trips overseas to, <laughs> and, and getting the... the Swanning around. Getting this, uh, you know, going to New York, going to the NBA draft, and you know, getting this insight into these games you grew up playing and meeting yeah. the people making them and learning more about how they're made and being able to give that direct feedback and being able to play a game before it's even, before anyone else does. That yeah. is really it's, cool, though. That is really cool. Oh, it, you know, it's, it's a fantastic perk and to be able to get them on the podcast and to talk to them and to have that kind of interaction and to be able to do the creative things that we've been able to do in our modding community mm. and have the interesting discussions and. Because uh, you know we've known each other for a long time. Not a lot of people that I know here, uh, where we live, uh, necessarily into basketball. So it's it's good to be able to talk to other basketball fans and about yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah. What do you think of online communities that are like not web online communities, more like you know, like Call of Duty, playing with someone else on the opposite side of the world, and you're both speaking to each yeah. other and playing well, with I mean, each other, and that's I mean, there's obviously we can do that with the basketball games as well. That's true. Uh, so. It's. I'm not a big online gamer. Uh, I guess it's it's mostly dominated, uh, unfortunately, in my experience, by people who are kind of poor sports. And this, this is a very this is a broad generalization. You know, I do know, I have played had some very fun experiences playing online. But if you're not a poor sport and you're actually yeah. nice, we're not talking about you. Absolutely. No. This, this is the 
the one percent that ruins it for everybody else, the vocal minority, yeah. basically that uh, that that spoils the fun for everyone else. But there are other people that they'll they'll quit on the game if they're losing in the fourth quarter, just as that people are poor sports and and uh, the griefers they're called. They they ruin other good grief. Yeah, they they basically just play the games to to ruin the experience for other people. Aww. So it's uh, it's I mean it's certainly a thing, and I, I think that. To a certain extent, genuine friendships do arise because of it. And yeah. It's, uh, it's again, it, there's a whole social club kind of aspect to it. I like that social club. For me, it was always like I tried playing online games, and I, I do play some online games, but I find it was more the experience of like I don't know playing Goldeneye with four people in the same room, or playing Mortal Kombat with someone yes. next to me that I found more enjoyable because you get. You do get the competitive thing and you're playing yes. against each other, but like I get to see that person's reaction and yeah. we can do like fun sledges where everyone's in a safe space and knows that they're joking. Exactly. As opposed to like I some actually, horrible comment or online, just or just walking away from the yeah. game. Yeah. I actually had this conversation with another friend recently, um, we're in the car and talking about it and saying, Yeah, just like before school, after school you meet up at someone's house, like on the way to school or coming home from school and play Goldeneye or Smash Brothers or Mortal Kombat or whatever on the consoles back in the day or you drop around to someone's house on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. It doesn't necessarily happen these days because of the online gaming, which in some ways is more convenient, but you don't have that social aspect. You do, but you don't. Kind of well, it's, it's if you have that complete separation from everybody else and you don't really have a lot of people to play with, it's great online gaming. Absolutely, but if you yeah. Do, like, I, I kind of got a thrill out of the fact that on like the PlayStation you had those adapters, which means you can not only use two, but use four, yes. and split the screen four ways, which for me with like, yep. you know, like Crash Team Racing was very fun. Yeah. And, I mean, this was back in the day when most of our parents and... Most of the people we know really didn't have big screen TVs, which everyone pretty much has these days. That's right. It was like splitting a, a reasonably <laughs> sized or small screen four ways, which now I'd be like, oh, I'm not even bothering. But as a kid, I'm like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Awesome. It's one of those things that you, you take the good with the bad, I suppose. You know, I know that's a very cliche thing to say, but it's like anything, you know. Yeah. Technology marches on. Uh, in some some ways, are better. Some ways, it's worse. Some ways, it's just human nature will just. There's always going to be someone who's a bit of a dick, unfortunately, and and yeah. want to ruin it for anyone. But that's else. real life too. That's that's just life. And people complain about people complain about like a lot of online stuff killing like live music or this and that and blah blah. But you know, while that shit, there was always going to be those guys at the pub. There was always going to be those guys online. There's always going to be those guys in life. But, but you know, I mean, we've I feel we've been uh, you know ironically rather negative about negativity on the internet. But you know, you say there's a positive experiences. Certainly, there's been the friendships. I mean, you, you see. Um, you hear stories of how people online, how communities have helped people prevent uh, suicide. You know, if someone's been yeah. really down in the forum, and like the other forumites of, you know, it hasn't. You know, fortunately, we haven't had anyone suicidal in our community, and, and hopefully, if it, I hope it never happens, but if it does, hopefully, we can step up to the plate and you know, save a life, as it were. But you do hear these good stories of. Uh, these forums that help people track down stolen cars and all kinds of you know, even the fact, good stuff. You even know. the fact that you're referring to it as a community, a separate group of people, means that you are feeling a certain amount of empathy and you oh, know yeah. a c- community, as you're saying, Absolutely. with a group yeah. of people. It, it becomes which, that, yeah, because yeah. we're all connected by this common, these common interests. Uh, usually, we're, we're, we're fans of the games, and even the, when people stop playing the games, they usually stick around our general off-topic sections just to talk about TV or yeah. We have a section for talking about the real basketball, obviously, 
and because if you're playing the basketball video games, you're probably a fan of the real basketball as well. So that checks out because so, you've gotten yeah. used to talking with these people as well, though. You know, you get to know they, them. You trust their opinion. You get that. And you got you get your own. You got your own in jokes. Your, your memes. Your running gags yeah. in the forum, that kind of thing. And so, yeah. what came first? The like the Chicken playing the of the sport or the game? Like, did the game sort of get you into playing? Um, I was playing. I guess kind of started playing around about the same time uh, socially. In the schoolyard, uh, competitive. I was playing the video games before. Finally, just one day, wanted to try my hand at playing it competitively and joined a team over at, uh, at Broadmeadow. So it, the games came for, came first before competitive. Uh, actually, playing competitively, but not necessarily socially. I was playing socially with the guys at school, um, pretty yeah. much every day of year six. Splashy, splashy. I am falling apart. Here. Why is it so hot? Like. For like, I I closed the windows because jerky power tools across the road was using his jerky power tools, but now they're open again with the door open, and it's still hot. I'm very interested to know uh, what is your favorite NBA team mm-hmm. and favorite player. Uh, all-time favorite team is uh, was is and always shall be the Chicago Bulls. Why? Because uh, that's well, what got you into it. Because that's what got me into it. Yeah, I mean they were the team back in the '90s, and Michael Jordan is my all-time favorite. Is Michael uh, Jordan from the Chicago Bulls? He, yeah. he used to play for the Chicago Bulls, Okay, yes. Absolutely. Um, number, I just thought he played for Space Jam. Number 23? Number 23, that's right, yep. Some, some good... Uh, I can visualize the cards right now. That's right. Good brain recalling. Uh, these days, uh, Derek Rose is the man for the Bulls, so he's my favorite active player. Um, I, I do like players in other teams. I Back in the day, you'd kind of... Again, and this it goes back to what I was saying about growing up. You, When, when you're young, you are... You know, you, you are full of that self-righteousness and that fanboyishness that you, you know, this is my team and everyone else sucks. And you realize, well, no, they don't suck. I just don't, they're just not my favorite kind of thing. But yeah. like most of the time you've chosen a team. I mean, if you don't live in that, well, suburb, that's the, you've chosen a team yeah. for some reason. It could be random. It could be yeah. because you liked one player or someone you like likes that team there's that's, no real reason why well, well that's no. like, what, what draws you to what draws you to any kind of music why, why some people like this style of music why they like that music why they like this TV show why they like this movie well most of the times you like a team from the town you live in or well, grew up right. in is because for some random twist of fate you were born you to these to be, parents in to be there, yeah. this time absolutely I mean the, the Bulls were the most popular team and that's who had all, most of the merchandise was Bulls merchandise back in the day they were on top of the league. Jordan uh, was the the best player, and in the they league. had like yeah, a yeah. fair. It wasn't just Jordan in that team at the time, wasn't there? Like Scotty Pippen, yeah. Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen in that team at the time yep, as well. He was, yeah, in the late nineties. Yeah. So they Dennis Rodman was, was a controversial. Thing. No, he wasn't that team. No, but like he had, they had like a fair few reasonably big name players. They had Luke Longley, the Australian. He was the starting center on three championship teams. That was very cool. Actually, having uh, an Aussie in my favorite team. Actually, they have got a couple of Aussies on there now. Cameron Basto. Uh, on the Bulls. So there is actually a career projection path for people who are talented in that sport from Australia. A lot more Australian players are going to US colleges now, which is they're finding it's a better way to get in, going through the American system, okay. getting drafted rather than doing uh, NBL and then exactly. Uh, Patty Mills played a pretty big role in the Spurs championship earlier this year. Hmm. Um, uh, in fact, so much so that when he re-signed with them, I actually got a Spurs jersey again. I'm a Bulls fan, but I also support Aussies like Bogut. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. That you'll see the first Aussie get picked first overall in the draft, and his name is Andrew Andrew Bogan and Andrew B. A and uh, A B A B born in nineteen eighty four too, and it's a good year. Yeah, He's pretty much the same person. 
Pretty much, except, you know, he's seven foot and more talented in basketball. But apart from yeah, that... Yeah, just uh, semantics. And from Melbourne, but nevertheless. Semantics. But, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, I, uh, some people are more fans of one player and they'll kind of follow them to other teams. And uh, as much as I don't like bandwagon or being a fair weather fan, I, you know, I always think that's a bit crappy, but... I also think that you you're entitled to be a fan in your own way. You know, there's no, there are some general rules to being a fan, I guess. You know, in sporting culture, but at the same time, there's many different ways to be a fan. So none I, I, of them. I are. mean, I kind of think that like if it's a sport like golf, that makes sense because you're a fan yeah. of that person's playing and style. Yeah. And if they win, it's because to, it's totally up to them. Yeah. Whereas in basketball, it's meant to be a game. It's a team game. It, it is. And so you might have your star player, but a lot of time that star player is the star player because they have a particular strength that the rest of the team yes. consciously works together to exploit. Like, that's the game plan is like, okay. Yeah. Well, see, basketball is very interesting. Uh, obviously, I say that. A very interesting team sport in that team play is important. And absolutely, teams that have great... Uh, uh, individual scorers, for example, don't necessarily win the championship. Uh, of 60-plus years that the, the NBA has been around, only 11 times has the league's leading scorer been on the championship team. Six of those times are Michael Jordan. Uh, and only one of the players done it more than once. So Jordan is an anomaly. That's why I feel he, one of the reasons I feel he's the greatest, that he defied basketball logic in so many ways. But it is a sport that, more than any other team sport, I feel the individual can have that impact because the ball's in your hands it's a smaller yeah if you mess it up playing field you know a lot of the times the Bulls would when all else failed give it to Jordan get the fuck out of his way you know that was almost the play they called so I have a wonder yeah. at that point you know that obviously a lot of talent got him to a certain point but when you are that big and that popular and you're that you are known as the greatest say, to get from two to six or three to mm. the full six of those times, you know, there's got to be a certain amount of confidence that helps you make the decisions or helps you, you know, go for things you wouldn't have gone for before. I was going to say the flip side, that it's almost like a psych out to the opponents because there's almost this feeling that, oh, this guy is the greatest. I'm not good enough. Like, I won't be able to, to stop him. Well, yeah, there's, there, so, there is so a bit of that. I was sort of thinking that as well. And, like, so maybe it's a combination of the two where mm. well, you start thinking that you can do more and other yeah. people start doubting themselves. Well, there is a tale of, of a college opponent. I think the name escapes me at this time. And this back in Jordan... Back in, Who uh, Radley? <laughs> could be. But back in, uh, in college, Jordan was still good, but not the Michael Jordan he would become. But another player on another team heard that he'd be guarding him and just immediately went to the toilet and just threw up. You know, just... And that was before he actually became what he would become. Space Jam. Space Space Jam, of course. Um, they didn't steal his talent, so they should have stolen. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's where they went wrong. Someone it's, called Danny DeVito. Yeah. Didn't tell me Dan Erker was in this picture? <laughs> and he's not. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um... Was I going with that? If you yeah. listen to previous podcasts, you'll know that I'm the one that tries to derail things. Derail not, consciously, yeah. not consciously, well, but oh, that's just the way my brain works. I mean, Michael Jordan is famous for, for many things, uh, being great at both ends of the court. A lot of players are great uh, scorers or defenders, not necessarily both. He was very strong in all facets of the game, didn't really have a weakness, but was a great uh, clutch performer, crunch time performer. Not the only one, but certainly hit a lot of game-winning shots, uh, 
brought his team back and brought the Bulls back and led them to victory so many times. Uh, Larry Bird, who you may have heard of. Yep. Um, Played no, for Celtics. The Celtics, yes. Yep. No, another great... Uh, Man, all these cards, they're all just coming back. This, this, like, this is like a lost talent for you. <laughs> like, I've never heard you kind of recall this, but it's the collector side of you that has those yeah, cards. Yeah, that's right. Like, I think for me, basketball was not about basketball. It was about collecting stuff. <laughs> and trading cards. And it used to be, oh, I think of the money I spent on that. I don't like to think about the money I spent on that. No, I don't like to think about I'll, the money I'll I spent on I'll try and find some of my year, cards but... and, uh, well, and post. I've got a whole bunch of Space Jam Tazos as well. Oh, the Space Jam Tazos. So do I. And the Doritos, I remember that. I think they're in one of these cupboards here. But Larry Bird once told uh, an opponent, I'm going to get the ball here. This is They had the timeout, two seconds left or something like that. I'm going to get the ball here. This is where I'm going to shoot it from. I'm going to win it. We're going to win the game. He's so sure enough, went straight to that spot. Opponent knew exactly what he was going to do. Caught the pass on the inbounds, turned, shot, made the game-winning shot. <laughs> So that's you do get that confidence, I think, when you're that damn good. Also, because yeah. his last name is Bird. Yes. So he can fly like an eagle. He can. Hey, this may be like a completely, you know, ignorant thing to say. Because we all love when I say those things. Do you have to be tall to be a good basketball player? Can you be a shorty? It, it helps. I mean, height, certainly height helps. I mean, I, I'm 6'3 and a half, and in basketball terms, that's short. Really? Or it is short. The average height in the NBA is 6'7. I'm so. to your shoulders, so I'd never be able to be... <laughs> was it Mookie... Mookie Blaylock. Blaylock? He was Mookie. short, wasn't he? He's about 6'1 or something, yeah. Yeah, he that's one of the short. He always looks short, like, in basketball terms, but he's taller than me. <laughs> Let's think. I mean, the average height, uh, average male height, or above average, above average male height is short in basketball terms because you've got people who are over seven foot. You've also got a lot of people who they just grew tall and people said, oh, you should play basketball, but they're not necessarily skilled. They're just tall. Did they get into the league because they were tall? Well, at some point in the... some level of the game, they were pretty good. Nobody makes... I mean, there are players in the NBA that you think, oh, well, he's shit. And by NBA terms, he may be, but they're still probably better than 99% of the planet yeah. at the sport. It's just He that, didn't get in there just because he was tall. No. Well, some players are, uh, you know... It's not like there's, like, a small door that you can only get through because you are short. You yeah. Know? It's... Stadiums it helps. I mean, the, a lot of the most talented players are, again, by our terms, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 you know, that's tall. Tall than average for, yeah. for the population. But in basketball terms, about medium. Okay. And because they're the ones that couldn't rely solely on their height or their size, so they had to... Develop it. Michael Jordan is six foot six, so he's actually shorter than average. But he's also was very. He was one of the first players to really get into the weight training. So he was very had really great upper body strength. So he was on top of being a fantastic athlete generally, very strong for his he was, position. He was taller than a lot of those Looney Tunes characters as he well. He was. He was. He come back to Space Jam. That is it, my it, knowledge it, of basketball. It didn't happen. <laughs> that is my knowledge of basketball, uh, and I saw him interact with those characters. I mean, that's. But, I mean, I must say, Jordan was great, and he did do Space Jam, but he didn't play a superhero like Shaq did. Ah. No. Oh, Steel, yeah. The less said about Shaq's acting career, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the best, you know. Or, or his rapping career, actually. Mm, um, yeah. Dennis Rodman married Carmen Electra. Briefly, he Is did, it? yes. Wasn't Dennis Rodman, like, friends with, like... Hulk Hogan? No. Yeah, well, he well, was friends with Hulk Hogan, yeah. Well, there was some, like, Korean dictator type... He, yeah, that's been controversial oh, in recent really? years. He went to North Korea and, uh, yeah, made some poorly chosen, wow. poorly worded comments about, you know, a sworn enemy of the US or whatever. Yeah, I, did, I did read something about that. 
once professed a desire to play his final game in the nude, or, or at least walk off the court in the nude. Fortunately, that didn't come to pass. But uh, you know, I reckon if it's your final game, you can probably do a lot of things. You know, you could probably just like whoop off, go to the clothes. <laughs> well, it didn't happen. But... No. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Yep, I was just going to ask one more question, which is Moose. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite NBA basketball player that's not Michael Jordan? Or a Space Jam character. Space God Jam. damn it, I was going to say Bugs Bunny. Um, it's okay to say no. No, I'll find one. Hold on. Where are you finding them? Somewhere in the deep reaches of my brain. I'm trying to think about who like, who else was involved in Space Jam. That I, I'm just picturing like a hamster wheel on your forehead right now. <laughs> moving. No, it's more like, you know, in that episode of Simpsons where like, instead of Homer's brain, there's just like a monkey with clashing cymbals. <laughs> That's more what it's old like. black and white cartoon. No, I'll get there. Do you want me to go then? Yeah, you go and I'll come back. Okay. And again, this has really not a whole lot of basis in March. Yeah, I did used to collect the cards and watch the games on like a Saturday morning or something at yes. home for for a while. So I was quite a fan of um, Anthony Hardaway. Ah, uh, Penny, yes. I was quite quite uh quite keen on, on his skills, what and was, I was kind of yeah. like because everyone was in the shack, and I was like, no, no, this dude. He's it, got it's skills. a shame what happened to Penny. Actually, he had those injuries, and he's he was supposed to be like the next Jordan or the next Magic Johnson. Uh, Sorry, what's his name again? Uh, Anthony Hardaway. Oh. Do you and, just call him Penny? Uh, his nickname is Penny. Yeah, oh. and r- one of the reasons that we got used to calling him by his nickname Penny Hardaway rather than uh, Anthony Hardaway is because his name A N F E R N W E and Fernie is and you say you know you talk about it and some busybody adult would say oh I think you mean Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Hardaway. No, his name is literally Anthony. Anthony. Anthony yes that's no no Anthony no, no he is actually Anthony I do know that people do say Anthony instead of Anthony but he is actually that's Anthony his name <laughs> so Penny it is but yeah was a yeah, one of those players Grant Hill another one uh, career he did actually end up playing about 17 years in the league but uh, meant to be one of the next big stars but uh, derailed unfortunately for many years with a really bad ankle injury I remember my favourite Anthony Hardaway. Uh, <laughs> they sometimes call him Penny because his name is spelled Anthony, and people thought, "No, he said what he said." That's my favorite. Okay. Cool. Also, Grant Hill because Grant is a wonderful name, and he likes to drink. Sprite. I thought that's where you were going to go then when you put your hand up. But, no, uh, but either you, could also, way, you could also go Grant Long, former player, but he wasn't very good. Well, yeah. he, he was good. He wasn't a star. He was so. very long. Okay, cool. We'll also, Shaq and Magic Johnson. Quick question. Yeah. In terms of the games, um, because I've never played. Okay, I've never played any of these NBA basketball games. I'm more games with funny cartoon characters. I know. Uh, no, no, hey, they did, no. I did make a Space Jam game. I never played that, but I want to now. So I'm gonna try and find that. But I mean, no hate, no hating on cute cartoon characters. But where did the whole like smashing the backboard thing come from? And can you do that in the games? Uh, there's been some games you can NBA Jam you can. It's one of the one of those things. It doesn't happen that much anymore because they've they've changed the design of the backboard to make it harder to. to because obviously break. you don't want to keep replacing backboards. Well, when Shaq pulled down a couple in his rookie season, they figured we well, need to uh, reinforce these even more. Daryl Dawkins, the uh, the great one of the greatest nicknames in basketball, Chocolate Thunder, uh, <laughs> used to na- Chocolate Thunder used to name his dunks, and he broke a couple of backboards back in the seventies. Just shattered. I'll have to show you a YouTube clip. It's fantastic. Yes, please. Um, 
So they certainly have changed, and they've got the breakaway rim these days that is on spring loaded and it'll bend down and snap yeah. back up. So, um, yeah, I mean, they still, boards do still shatter. Okay. It hasn't happened in the NBA for some time. Uh, Dwight Howard brought down the shot clock. He shook the board so much that the shot clock fell off the top and snapped back down. That was probably the closest we've gotten in the last uh, 15 yeah. years or so, but. It holds up the game, so in, in the great grand scheme of things, it's not good, I guess, for the game when the, when the equipment fails. <laughs> but it looks spectacular, absolutely. That's true. It's, right. Just think of it this way. If you're watching a band and they smash their guitar after the first song, would you be very happy? I'd it might be... look cool, but if they, if they uh, need to fuck around... I'd be worried. Replacement guitar. I'd be worried. Yeah. Well, that sounds like best of place as any. That sounds like up. as best of place as any. Yes, I can't talk. That's okay. But it's as best a place as, as any. As best a place... Best of place. Asbestos place. Asbestos place. Asbestos place. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope this isn't an asbestos place. It's but not Andrew, an asbestos thank place. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks thank for you. Yeah, a lot of fun coming on and uh, chatting to you guys. And once again, where can we where can we get involved in the conversation? Where is your podcast website? Okay, the NLSC is nba-live.com. <laughs> um, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash the NLSC. Twitter, Twitter slash the NLSC or at the NLSC, whatever you want. Want to say and uh, yeah, NLC again, NBA-Live.com. All the, you know, our tagline is your number one source for basketball gaming. So yeah, we, that's what we aim to be, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And a general plug for your computing business: if you're in the Newcastle Hunter Valley area, what can we what can we look for? Uh, that would be AB Computing. And if you want to give, it, should I give out a phone number? God damn yes. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, 0405-766-717. That number again? 0405-766-717. And what do you do? Uh, computer services, repairs, clean, virus cleanouts, upgrades, all the usual stuff, uh, advice on uh, up, on upgrading and buying new ones, even a bit of web design. So if you need to fix your computer and design your own website to interact with NL... NLSC, uh, yep. To interact with NLSC, he's your guy. He can get you to do all of those things. And, and we break our website, we'll just call Andrew. And if you can, you know, talk basketball cards or maybe swap pointies some, pointies your man... That would be lovely. And uh, Pointy, where can you find us if you've just happened upon us mid-podcast and someone else at the gym is listening to this? And, you know, you, you make an eyes with them and you know you might ask them for their number later, but you don't want to not know what the podcast is. You just want to be able to find it yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, we have our new website, which is maybe not so new now, uh, which is uh, splittingcases.com. And that has the links to all our various other pages on Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot. So, yeah, just go to splittingcases.com. That's probably the best place. Definitely whatnot. Bye-bye. Splitting <laughs> 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 <laughs>